There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Tingle in your spine, Doug? Not really. Oh. You know the artist, Mark? Give me time. It'll come back. This is my era. My 98 special. Station I'm listening to some of this. Damn right. 101 ESPN. 10 to 11. Out of your life completely. 100%. If there was more than 100%, it would be that. Mm. Really? Oh, yeah. Don't talk Thanks. over this part. We just got Jeremy Rutherford on, on hold, and I want to I want to get to him because well, sure, uh, we should. We the, should. the Blue Note, Doug, they played last night, but they lost to the Maple Leaf. Still seven out of nine. This team's still hot, still in the playoff hunt. And we got Jeremy Rutherford presented by this man to my left. That's Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Jr., how are you? You and me, always, forever. I'm good, guys. How you guys doing? Hey, happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. Happy Valentine's Day uh, to the show here. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. Morning, brother. Very well. You. Yeah, good. I, I was listening to the uh, previous segment. Iggy, I just wanted to, I, he might have stepped out. but He's I, not here, of thanks. course. Small He's not here. Tell, tell him thanks for those uh, back in class, the, the Valentine card he gave me every year. I oh, that was you? That. that was you? That was you at St. Mary Magdalene? Okay. Yeah. You were the, the guy killing box turtles? Yeah, he saved another life. <laughs> <laughs> JR lost last night to the hands of the Maple Leafs in, uh, in Toronto. Uh, I missed the game personally, but I think the two gentlemen what? to my left and right might have seen the game. They might have more questions for you about the ball club. Hockey club? 
Ice hockey club? Hockey. Bernie Federico calls it a hockey club. All right. Well, me and Bernie are in lockstep on that. Okay. The hockey club. Uh, what did you see last time? <laughs> Who's big for you? Well, I think, uh, Jackson, very, very, very disappointing. I mean, you're talking about a team that's been playing well here. and Red hot. And, uh, yeah, red hot. And I get it. You won the first two games coming out of the break, but two teams that you should beat, Buffalo and Montreal. And I thought if there was one phrase, one quote, something we were not going to hear the rest of the season, it was going to be along the lines of, well, we just kind of took the team for granted. We, you know, They were without a couple big guns, Mitch Marner, Jonathan Tavares, we thought the game might be a little bit easier. I mean, you know, when are we going to stop hearing that? But uh, Braden Chen, the captain, who I think does a, a great job wearing the C, said it last night, and it looked like uh, Drew Bannister took exception. He said no position whatsoever to be even remotely thinking like that. So uh, they didn't skate. The passes were off. The shots were off. Two-on-ones didn't get shots off. Uh, a lot to be discouraged about last night. Well, should we give up on the team then at this point? Don't well, you. you know, you're right there in that uh, wild card spot, so I don't think it's time to give up yet if you can get into the playoffs. I, I just see this season as a situation where they might make the playoffs, and I think Doug Armstrong is probably going to stand pat at the deadline, if not sell a few parts. Uh, but I think that in terms of if you're talking about give up on this team, I wouldn't have any expectations whatsoever if they did get into the playoffs. JR, you might not know, but I am a, a big fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs on, uh, on NHL on Xbox. And, and I think <laughs> uh-huh. we just discovered that there's a new addition to the McMahon Hall of Fame right there with Vince and Ed. <laughs> oh, it's the hat trick scorer. Uh, what was his name? Matt? Did, did I have that yeah. right? What was the guy's name? That yeah, was pretty yeah. cool that yeah, he got yeah. a hat trick. Yeah. That, that was great. And, and, you know, I think he was a guy who got into the lineup because of the illnesses to Marner and uh, Tavares. If, if, he, if that wasn't the case, he definitely climbed up the lineup because of uh, those illnesses. So he gets in there. He has the hat trick. And uh, I don't know Jackson didn't see it. He was watching Portland, but uh, that hat trick goal you guys saw, like he just banks it off the, the boards like a pool shot from 180 feet and puts it in the net. So a pretty cool moment for him who uh, who did not have many goals in the NHL. Uh, JR uh, and JR is on with us, presented to you by Mark Hanna, Jim Rutherford of The Athletic. Speaking of The Athletic, a new article by Pierre Lebrun talking about Doug Armstrong. Uh, and he, Doug Armstrong's quote saying, I know in our market I've talked to our ownership about it and I get their guidance on it. I don't think our fan base deserves or wants to be part of an 8-10 to 10 year rebuild. That's from Blues GM Doug Armstrong. Your thoughts on the Pierre Lebrun article about Doug Armstrong's thoughts around the trade deadline. Yeah, Jackson up early reading Pierre's piece. That's great. Oh, <laughs> three minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, Pierre sat down with uh, Doug here at the, the team hotel. I'm at uh, I'm at Pearson Airport here in Toronto getting ready to head back to St. Louis. But uh, oh, Pierre sat down with him, and he does that with a lot of general managers around the league whenever they come to Toronto. So he did it with Doug this time and kind of talked to him about uh, the club, the hockey club, right? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. said that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, he said that a couple times over the last year, I would say, Doug uh, Armstrong has about – you know, St. Louis not being able to stomach a, a rebuild. And, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody about this yesterday. You know, to me, St. Louis Blues fans are, you know, super faithful. They'll come and they'll show up. But if you remember back to 2006, seven, you know, they drafted Eric Johnson. They were bringing along Oshi Pran and those guys. You know, there were some pretty lean nights at the, uh, at the ticket booth. And I think that if you look at it now, it's different in 2024 even because you don't know the Bally's situation. Also, you're coming off a 
COVID pandemic where a lot of teams had to borrow money uh, from loans to make things work financially. And so I think when he says that uh, St. Louis can't stomach it, you know, it's probably a situation where a little bit of, you know, fans might not show up, but also it's a financial uh, struggle for, for the team, I think. So that's why I think they want to remain competitive. That's what Doug did, bringing in some uh, established guys this past offseason, like a Kevin Hayes, to help out. And, you know, I think they're going to keep going that direction. As he says in the article, I don't think there's any reason to believe that Doug Armstrong is going to start to, to tear things down. Did he say eight to ten year rebuild? Yeah, and I, any team yeah, that want to go through a ten year rebuild, <laughs> that's an entire career <laughs> the, for some players. Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates are on the thirty year plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, he in the past he has said six or eight. So it struck me too, Doug, when uh, you know Pierre and I were talking yesterday before we wrote the article, and you know I saw that eight to ten year, and I was like, he said eight to ten. Holy smokes! But you know, whatever, whether he says six or eight or eight or ten, he's just throwing out a number. But yeah, could you imagine like eight year old Blues fans are uh, suddenly eighteen <laughs> when things start to come together again? That would That'd be a long rebuild. Uh, Toropchenko seems to be uh, realizing his best self. Is uh, is this what his game can stay at, or is uh, is this a, a temporary thing? What do you think is uh, as you see him play? Well, it's Mark. It's a situation where I, I love him, love him. You know, third, fourth line, especially on the fourth line. He hits, he forechecks, he does all that stuff that you get, you know everybody sees. And then you wonder, and you talk to people, and you say, does he have the skill? to play up the lineup and be a more consistent and offensively contributing player. And they say, well, yeah, but, you, you know, you, you, not for long stretches. And then you see goals like you did in Montreal, and you're like, you know, this guy is, is amazing. But I think that's the thing. Like, do you see a play like that once or twice a year from him? And, and then you go long stretches where he's just a fourth liner. You know, that could be the situation for him, the career for him. So, so we'll find out. But, I mean, he scores a bunch of different ways. You saw the power move in Montreal that I talked about, and then the deflection last night. To me, he just brings it every night. I don't know if you guys saw my, my tweet, but I was just walking to the arena last night and ran into his billet family. It's the family that he lived with in Canada oh, cool. when he came over from Russia. And uh, we got to get some help on those jerseys. He looked like he handmade these Torpchenko jerseys <laughs> for the family to wear last night. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So if any, anybody at STL Authentics is listening, we need to – hook this billet family up. Whoever's doing the Cardinals New Jersey needs to hook that up. Uh, JR, we got two park <laughs> questions coming in and plenty on the yeah. Jeff Lobman text inbox. First up saying, asking if uh, JR will you be my Valentine? And then what changes need to happen on the power play with tic-tac-toe passes help mayhaps? Also, <laughs> and here comes some hate, Bill McCray or Don Bill McCray? Yeah. Kowarski? Kowarski. Kowarski? <laughs> Who would you rather share a creamy milkshake with? I agree. While Don has those pouty lips, Bill's mustache would soak up the milkshake for later. Mm, that comes from uh, Mitch. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, Comstein. Well, first of all, that was a three-parter. I only take two, so we'll skip oh, that last sure. part. But okay. I do know if somebody's asking to be my Valentine, that was not my wife that sent that text in. So mm. thank you to that person. Mm. And with the with the power play, they had some opportunities last night, guys. And uh, you know, Mark, you've been watching it. It's been better, 37% in the previous eight games. That's yep. second in the league. And, you know, tic-tac-toe passes, I don't think you're going to see too many from this group this year, this power play with the way it's been going. But, you know, give them some credit. They've got the power play turned around somewhat. Sure. Two-part question here from Flip Wilson. Oh. First is for JR. Is it me or is Torpo now a net front power play guy? 
And second for Mark Hanna, should I move my used Sibian stock into some TWA futures? Of course, that comes from Flip Wilson. So, JR, I'll let you go first on that one. Well, I want to hear the, the, the stock answer here, so I'll be quick. I'll just say, yes, I think he can definitely be a net front guy. So, uh, Mark, what about your part there? Uh, I, I'd say that's probably an extremely high-risk maneuver. Right, let's, right. Uh, but so much payoff possibilities. Uh, could be. <laughs> uh, it doesn't even exist anymore. Right? Well, TWA. it's your opinion. Hey, JR, <laughs> who do you think... think it's documented. <laughs> hey, JR, who do you think the Blues rely on more for scoring as the season goes on? Magnus... Payarvi? Okay, thank you. Payarvi or Mike Hoffman. I got that one. Also, do you think it is weird <laughs> that Doug won't look me in the eyes when he's milking my prostate? Oh. That's from the Pope. <laughs> First of all, I think because you're doing these hockey segments now, Jackson, uh, you're starting to sound Canadian. At, at the start of that, it, you had a little... Uh, JR, you know, kind of like a Jamie Rivers. JR. JR. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Life imitates uh, yeah. You know, Payarvi and Hoffman no longer play for the Blues. To my knowledge, uh, Payarvi's not in the league anymore, so it'd be tough to, you know, count on him for offense for the Blues. But um, were they still both wearing the blue note, uh, I'd probably go with uh, Hoffman a little bit better of a shot. Although Payarvi did have a overtime goal to win a playoff series there in Minnesota. Let's go back to the idea of bringing back some old players to help out. Which of the three Russians do you think would be the best? The original three would be the best to insert in the lineup at this point. Yeah, well, you got a, a few of those. Karamnov, right? And Vi- then Vitaly uh, Karamnov. Come on, Lubos Bartichko. So no, that was uh, that was something. Uh, you know, when the three came over here, I think you know, Mark, you know that uh, the Blues were kind of copying what the Red Wings were doing, bringing over all the. The Russian players, and I remember a Kelly Chase story. He told it a few times where they're playing in uh, Los Angeles, and I think the three Russians were out at the bar, and uh, they were talking to Kelly and, "Hey, listen, like we're not going to get in trouble. You know, you're not going to, you know, we're not going to talk about being out late in front of the coach, right?" And Kelly goes, "Guys, I'm with you. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. I'm with you guys." So he was kind of, uh, if you needed an ambassador, a guy to uh, initiate you to St. Louis, the three Russians that they brought over had a good one in Chaser. Uh, I have an actual hockey question here. Look at me. Look at this. Look at that. Look at you, yeah. Uh, and it ties into it the Blues. Accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ties into the uh, the Blues opponent last night, which is of course the Toronto Maple Leafs. I saw this as I think everyone did. Morgan Riley and his suspension process after uh, it seemed like a cross check to the face after. Uh, uh, they're playing the Panthers. You, I? you don't do that. It's right. very, very bad. Right. So he slap shotted the empty net goal. From your perspective, covering hockey for so many years, Jr., have you ever seen a somebody slap shot in from what would you say, Doug? The ladies' tees right mm-hmm. in front of the net on empty net, yeah. and then also the reaction being a, a cross check to the face <laughs> afterwards. Have you ever seen that? Uh, do you think that unwritten rule exists between hockey players on the uh, empty net? Yeah, I, I have never seen it. I mean, I'm sure it's it happened. I'm, I'm sure maybe not to that level, like a Brett Hall slap shot from the ladies' tees, but um, it, it was something. And, and, you know, that was an intense game. I think some people I talked to talked to the Ridley Gregg guy who, who took the shot into the empty net and said that, you know, just caught up in the moment, intensity of the game. But I, I like uh, Riley's response, like Toronto scuffling a little bit. I know they got the Blues last night, but, uh, you know, that team, they need to stick up for each other. And, they're in that playoff race, so um, I like the response. And five games, maybe a couple too many, but definitely deserve something when you're taking that 
stick and, and chopping somebody's head off. So is, is a um, slap shot? Yeah, is good a, response. A slap shot into an empty net is that any different than somebody high stepping the last five yards into the end zone and kind of spiking the ball or yeah. slam dunking on a wide open layup? It's it's no different, right? Doug, yeah. it's a game of respect. Yeah. You got to respect the opponent. Otherwise, you're going to get one right inside the chops. That's the way it's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I was wondering what the equivalent would be. So high step in the last five or ten yards, Jackson. What is it in the NBA? What would it be? So I guess uh, Doug mentioned in the few, uh, a couple, maybe two years ago, Zion Williamson actually did this, uh, where it's like you're up ten points with. 25 seconds to go. You get a steal or something. You have a wide open fast break. And Zion literally did a 360 tomahawk dunk that brought the house down. So I think that would be the equivalent when you can just dribble it out and let the game end. Instead, you come through with the highlight play, which in all honesty, for like me personally, like when it comes to basketball, I don't like seeing that stuff. But also, I totally understand people like, if you don't like it, then win the game. That's kind of, I hear both sides. Mm. So Zion played. He, he wasn't hurt one, that game. Like, no, Chris, no. Hey, look at me with the NBA. Yeah, look at wait. No. Uh, Jr. texted me a few <laughs> weeks ago talking about he saw the double overtime game with the Lakers and Warriors, and I said if you're going to watch a game, you picked the perfect one to watch because that game was sick. Yeah, and I'm so bummed out, Jackson. Uh, I've been in Toronto for about a few days because I went to uh, Robert Thomas's house for a story I'm working on, and. Uh, Wimby was here in town from the yeah. Spurs. That's the night he had the triple, yeah. uh, triple double with the ten blocks, and yeah. uh, it was right down the street for me. But I couldn't yeah. make it. Yeah. Scotty Barnes will ever get over that from you, uh, Jr. Yeah. Uh, we got one more. We'll do one more because I yeah. know you have a uh, you have a flight to catch. Uh, hey, Jr. Would a defenseman like Jack Brown's Heidel be Jack a good Brown Scheidel? Yeah. Yeah. He's a classic. Be a good deadline addition. Also, you fly TWA back from Toronto to our regional <laughs> airport, airport, which still features a payphone bank. That's from <laughs> Alan Dadeville. Yeah, no, Brownie would be a good addition. I think that if you could get him at the deadline for a draft pick or something. Yeah, Jeff Brown, too. I wonder how many uh, Blues players nicknamed over the years uh, Brownie. Probably around the league there's, there's been a few. And uh, I am not flying TWA. And gosh, guys, I mean, obviously, you know, Doug, you remember – you know, Mark, I don't know if you recall, just St. Louis used to be a hub and you can get anywhere, right? And, oh, yeah. And now, unfortunately, unfortunately, now I got to run through uh, Chicago and look at all those Blackhawks jerseys and Cubs jerseys on my uh, layover there. Yeah. Some would say that was kind of the beginning of the downfall of St. Louis to lose TWA as a yeah, hub. That's a major hub. It's a yeah. big moment. You could even go back to the railroads when they, they chose Chicago over right. St. Louis for the railroad hub. Mm-hmm. Little little STL history mixed in with some stings uh, a little bit, some hockey knowledge yeah. on this Valentine's Day. <laughs> Jr., uh, we hope you have a safe flight back to our our wonderful city, and we appreciate you as always coming on with us and dealing with our nitwittery, uh, even with the B squad as Tim <laughs> is out. Uh, we appreciate you, sir. Nitwittery. Net I want to see if I can work that into a story pretty soon. You should. Yeah. You should. You should. If not, I'll cross-check you right in the face. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Say, right, thanks, thanks, JR. See you, JR. That's Jeremy Rutherford. Presented to you by the great Mark Hanna. Mark, how are you doing today? Doing man? good. Doing good. He's Looking got great. great Looking great. You got Thank no you. beard anymore, but I like the clean-shaven look. Yeah, it's, I reached the point that it bugs me. So yeah, I, You got I boyish like charm. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you talk X, anytime you're talking Xbox in here and with a clean-shaven face, oh, my I feel like one of my peers is sitting to my left. My mm. son smoked me in two straight games of NHL yesterday. Yeah. I will say, he the, me. Yeah, the NHL game is really fun on, on fun. video games. Even as a guy, like that's the only, like my base knowledge of hockey comes from playing NHL, or as the kids call it, Doug, Chell. 
I'm looking at the stock market. It went down more than 500 points yesterday. Do I have to just work till I'm 85? <laughs> you have to for the listeners of the show. They're not going to let you retire. Yeah, please. Oh, I think they'd love it if I retired. Absolutely. Not, not I be able to if we have many more days like that. Doug, it's at an all-time high. I, well, not anymore. Not after it went down 500 points. Yeah, give it time. It'll be all right. Be patient. Oh, gosh, How many hurts. times does this guy have to tell you to not look at the day-to-day? Still hurts. Losing 500 points in a day still hurts. It's human nature, though. It's human nature because we are not wired to have the patience when we start getting scared. We don't know what the future is going to hold. It's all belief. We're not wired to stay with it, to hold ground. We are wired to run away from lions on the savannah. So we get scared by something, and it's instinctive. It is, you cannot avoid it to go, do I need to do something different? It's a normal thing, and I know that when I talk to people. Mm -hmm. It's a normal thing. We're wired to do that. These things happen. If you've got the right plan, it's all right. It's all right. This is not money we're going to touch tomorrow. It will come back. But there's lions out there in the savannah. That's that's true. Maybe I need to change my perspective. Uh, Certainly. And I think uh, on a day like today, like Valentine's Day, something, you know, you, let's say you start with Mark at a younger age, someone like me, you know, and then you, you you get married. What's something that might like someone might call you and change up a plan wise when they add a different person into their life? Maybe a joint bank account. Obviously, you would start to think the kids might be on the way. What's something that they can do when they call you and you would guide them through? And a lot of times it is life events. Right. It's what changes in your life. Totally. And it could be uh, when you're younger. It could be getting a job, buying a house, getting married. And bringing finances together, mm-hmm. that's hard. Sure. It's hard to bring finances together. Who pays the bills? How do you how do you take two people that have functioned separately financially, and most of us don't have a language for being able to talk about finances. It's mm-hmm. not instinctive. It's awkward. We talked about. It's awkward. Right. It's yeah. awkward. We're not taught how to deal with these things. So how do you come together about goals? How do you come together about saving what needs to be saved. Different people have different perspectives. I talk a lot of times about how one person has a history that maybe in their family, they had very, very little. And so their instinct is to put every dollar into the bank, not spend any money at all. The other person didn't necessarily have those same challenges. And so they're coming in and they're saying, well, we can do these things in life, We can go on this trip. We can have this house. We'll save a little bit for retirement and it'll all be okay. Those are two completely different perspectives. And so how do you bring those pieces together is such a big question. A lot of times, Doug, you ask about what's going on with the market. In my mind, yes, that is massively important. you got to have your investment plan set up right. But before you can get there, you got to make sure that you've got all of these other foundational elements put together so that, for example, a couple can be on the same page about how do they approach things. And they're not going to have exactly the same perspective, but how can they get their goals and their steps aligned in the right way so that then over the years and decades that follow, that they continue to make the same, make the right steps as their life evolves. So, yeah, I mean, these are the sort of things that are so complicated for so many people, for sure. Right. And when I do, like, the reads for Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Very well, by the way. Thank you, brother. I very much appreciate that. I talk about so often, like, there's so many variables in life that changes, and you might need to get on the phone with Mark Hanna. This is, like, the life events are a prime example of your life change. Because, like, very few people are going to have, be in the same set of circumstances, both their salary and where they are in life when they start working with you 
till they're you know 20 30 years it doesn't it, things change so you want to get on the phone with you and and right there is just a prime example of what you can will be doing when you work with someone like Mark Hanna is you're going to get on the phone they're going to talk you through it different situations are obviously different for different people and you understand that better than anybody that it's all about I well different so, situations so much of this I've been there right I I say in passing but I've made virtually every financial mistake somebody could make personally. <laughs> and so I had to figure my way through it about getting out of credit card debt, being upside down on a mortgage, um, having very, very little income and having to piece that together. There's no judgment here. Sure. We all come from places, and it's about getting to whatever those goals are down the line. One of the things I worry about is when somebody calls me, are they thinking that I'm going to judge them somehow? Right. Way. Right. Come on. Judgment free, baby. Judgment free phone calls with Mark Hanna. Now, would you suggest Jackson and Plowsy and KG get a prenup? Because we make a lot of money in the entertainment business and we don't want this, some starlet to fall for another gigolo. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup. Yeah. Hey. Is that, is that a yes to the prenup? Of course. Is it? Absolutely. But again, and that goes for her too. Right. Right. And that's, again, that's another example of like an awkward conversation, but something that uh, in a lot of cases, needs to be talked about, whether it's prenup or just like a joint bank account alone can be such a handful of a conversation. The prenup is very tongue-in-cheek. Right. When you have people that come together, say, for example, with previous marriages, sometimes you got to make sure that you get that stuff squared away sure. in the right way. Do it with respect and love. Very few people do it. It's not important. Far more important are things like make sure that you got the right beneficiary designations on your stuff. Um, I, I had a client pass away last year, and they were on top of everything. They missed one. They missed one of their accounts that they didn't have it set up right. And now it's got to go to probate. They had everything set up right. They were very thoughtful about things. And one of them, and it'll be fine, but now they've got to go through that process. They've got a lawyer that'll do it. It's going to cost a little bit of money to make it happen. You don't want to take the time. You don't want to pay the money, but make sure that you're on top of all of these little details. And I'm not trying to overplay it, but these are the things that as I think about as life evolves, initially, you get your bank account going, you get some retirement going, you get some non-retirement stuff going, you make sure you got some insurance, you can make sure you got your liquidity. And then over time, there's more and more evolution as that comes up. And so how do you make sure that you're checking all of the right boxes and getting yourself prepared across the board? Right there, man. Well, that story you just said underscores why it's so important to have a financial advisor. And the financial advisor, I would suggest, is the great Mark Cannon who sits here to my left. And there are... and and. I've said it before, and I will say it right here on the air. There are so many good professionals out there. And if you don't dig what I'm talking about, that's fine. Absolutely. There are plenty of others that do great work. If you have somebody in your corner, embrace that. It can add so much, so much to your, not only your finances, but to your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this guy knows better than anybody about balancing happiness and 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 money because but it's, the, it's, it's it's it, they go hand in hand it's it's mm-hmm. so important and he gets that he understands life he's a life sherpa Doug mm-hmm. and excellent financial advisor I love working with him and I love seeing him every Wednesday for our Jeremy Rutherford segment talking blues hockey and uh, you know other little little things that we talk sure. about here Mark yeah. Hanna thank you as always Thanks brother for having me. I, have an, I have an answer courtesy of the uh, Webster Walrus it was Donald Lewis Donald Lewis correct. Donald Lewis all right we good to see you guys up. hey Mark Thanks, thank you brother. Have a wonderful rest of your Valentine's Day holiday. Is it a holiday? I think it's a holiday. Yeah. Well, I we don't appreciate know if it's a holiday. You. Yeah. If you see Ken out there, 
Send them our way. He's playing golf rival. Oh, no. Full volume. Full, damn, me and you. Yeah, yeah. We're really just two great minds think alike. Uh, Doug, some great minds over there at Mentality as well. They're going to take care of you. KG, can I hear a little about Mentality? Of course. Dealing with low energy, low motivation, weight gain, muscle loss, feeling tired all the time, just feeling anxious or moody. Those are symptoms of low testosterone. Let Mentality see if they can help you out. Mentality is a local healthcare facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. I got tested out there a couple years ago. Super easy procedure. In and out within 20, 30 minutes. Friendly staff. A lot of TMA listeners have gone out there and got tested to see what their testosterone levels are. It doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. Even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's body. Well, that's where Mentality can help. They're online at lowtusa.com. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal function and restores the ability to perform normally at all levels. Compete at work and at, at sports like you did years ago with Mentality. Get tested for your testosterone levels at Mentality. Lowtusa.com. Damn, Doug. What do you have to say for yourself, Doug? I got a song with my stock market update. Let me guess, it just popped up. I went for a stock market update, I got a song. Yep, yep, yep. I could not be any sorrier. It's okay, it's okay. You're a a beautiful man, and it's Valentine's Day, and we got nothing but love for you. Just like we got nothing but love for Circa, and uh, that's where you're going to want to do some wagering. Everyone loves to bet on sports. Let me suggest Circa Sports app, which is available in Illinois. It's the world's largest sportsbook in Las Vegas, and now it's in Illinois. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be, with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. We know the NFL season and the college football season are behind us, but still plenty of hockey and basketball to bet on, including March Madness, which starts on March 19th. And everyone loves betting on the first weekend of March Madness is a real holiday, man. You got basketball games on all damn day, multiple going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. You you like betting, maybe you like a 12 seed, you know, taking down that number four seed. Ooh, I like that a lot. Maybe maybe this 15 seed. We've seen that plenty of times with a 15 seed beating a two. Saw last year with Princeton, and they went on to defeat, defeat Missouri. Tough, but it happens. And you want to bet on that? You like the odds, maybe the over-under, maybe the spread? Everyone loves March Madness, and you will love it when you start wagering with the Circa Sports app, which is, of course, available in the great state of Illinois. Visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. I always want to ask you this because there's people listening all over the country. Oh, what, do you know what other states you can do it in besides Illinois? Um, that's easy for Missouri people, but... I, I don't. I know it's available in the great state of Illinois, and that's what uh, we focus on here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's available in several other states, but I, I, I don't know, honestly. Okay. If you're in another state, check. It's available in all other states where it's legal. Um, okay. uh, Nevada, Colorado, Iowa... Uh, and it's expanded to Illinois. So there you go. Okay. You have a lot of people in Colorado listening. Oh, sure. Denver. Who would listen Dylan, to Dylan, if you're listening, go gamble. Dylan. Doug. Dylan, Dylan Harper? No, oh, he's a friend Tell of... Uh, Dillionaire. Dylan, he's a friend of... Um, Dotems. Okay, we got one guy who might well, listen in Colorado. Well, that could be another customer. 
There was a, a lot of uh, a good amount of the contingency of my people who went to Mizzou with me. I would say like the biggest uh, cities they moved to, obviously St. Louis and Kansas City are gonna be the biggest two. Chicago, Dallas, and Denver. I would yeah. put right up there. Yeah, a lot of a... folks move, love moving to Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a lot that going on out there? Yeah, certainly. It's a uh, definitely a cool area. I like that uh, that kind of West Coast, the Western side of the U.S. I haven't visited that as much, but I I, I think Denver would be a cool place. I'd yeah, rather live there know. personally than like Dallas. I don't know. I, I, I know the warm the weather's better. But I was out there last month. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah I cool. Loved it there. You went to a you went to a little basketball game. Yeah, Nuggets and Pelicans. Got to see Zion and uh, Nikola the Jokic. Yeah. What does she do out there? You go skiing? No skiing for me this go round. Do you ski? I never have, mm. but it's on the uh, it's on the bucket list to do next time I'm out there. It's pretty fun. It's extremely dangerous, but it's really fun. I just envision myself just slow and steady while I have these pizza French fry, pizza fin- French fry, while these five, six, seven year olds are just zooming past me down it's, the mountain. It's a big it's swallow your pride kind yeah, of sport. You that ego you out pick of the it way. up real quick. It's yeah. Not, once you learn to stop, you feel like you can go anywhere. Now, yeah, I, I spent I played a lot of ice hockey in my youth. And I can still ice skate. Does that yeah. skill set probably translate help a to the bit. mountain? Not, not totally, but probably help you a little bit with yeah. balance and things. When I went skiing, I felt there was moments where it was kind of like ice skating, where you're kind of like just pushing yeah. off to the side, and that's how you're going. But it's very strategic. Like when you're bad at it, like I was, you got to like really take your time and snake around the mountains. So you're not yeah. going too fast. Otherwise, you can really hurt yourself. But you can with skis, you can kind of do the hockey stop. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you go sideways and yeah. spray up the... Ice and hockey, it is cool. snow like that, and, yeah. and skiing and stop right away. Yeah. So the it, most, would, it would help you in that. The most embarrassing thing that can happen is when you're on the, the chairlift, which is a, what, a, what a lovely time it is being on that, mm. but when you dismount off the chairlift and you that's fall hard. flat on your yeah, face yeah. and everyone there is watching, that's a tough scene. Yeah. Have you seen any of those videos of... Uh, like ski lifts gone wrong and those things are just zooming around and they can't get them oh, to stop. Oh, really? People oh, are God. It's the worst yeah. nightmare. There's a good, there's a good horror movie about that and there's also a great scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, where Larry is pretending to be an Orthodox Jew and the sun is about to fall and an unmarried Orthodox Jew cannot be there with a man at that time and uh, she asks him, you're going to have to jump and he looks at her and goes, are you effing nuts? <laughs> so she jumps. She jumped? Oh, That's one of my favorite episodes of Curb is, is the ski lift episode. Those those in the know, if you know, you know. And uh, Have you seen the new the two new episodes of Curb I yet? Haven't. I haven't. I was waiting wait until it got only five, six episodes so in so I can binge them. a little bit. Yeah, I've liked the first, uh, it's the final season, Doug, and I've, I've, I've the, sec- the most recent episode, Sunday's episode, I thought was hilarious. Was it? I thought it was amazing. Okay, Week three, I think. Uh, Sunday will be the third episode. Yeah, yeah I'll wait till five or six in, then I can binge for a little bit. I'm just finished uh, another recommendation. Um, and I didn't, I didn't realize how good of an actor he was, and obviously a good producer too. Um, was Fifty Cent? Oh yeah, Curtis Jackson. Yeah, the uh, Power, the Power series. Mm-hmm. God, they're all good. Whether it be uh, Raising, I just finished Raising Canaan, which is uh, just finished season three. Uh, but the Power book, Power book two, Power book one. Uh, with Ghost, I recommend them. They're all fabulous. They're all on Hulu. There you go. I started uh, Griselda this week. Iggy was not a fan. I've liked it uh, so far. Terrible. I've, I've seen it's gotten pretty positive reviews. She's a terrible actress. Damn. Sophia, What's it about? Sofia Vergara. Drug cartel, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a little Lady Pablo Escobar kind of story. Oh, yeah. And it stole a lot of stuff from The Godfather and other stuff. But, but it's a true story, though, right? I believe so. Yeah. They have a quote from... Pablo Escobar in the beginning on the screen it says 
I've only been afraid of, afraid of one man in my life, and her name was Gazelda. And that, if that's a real quote, I think it's pretty I, powerful. It's a real quote, yeah. I think it's real, but she's just, I don't know, it's just, uh, she, she's terrible in that part. Somebody said, she's showing a boob. I said, boob wouldn't even save this thing. Mm. <laughs> a lot of cigarette smoking. Yeah, a lot show. Of, everybody's smoking in that thing. She's got a cigarette in her mouth every scene. Uh, Doug, KG sent me this link, and I feel like it's imperative that I read it. Uh, this city's football fans were the horniest on Super Bowl Sunday. All of this comes mm. from Pornhub. Oh, gosh. This city's, a reliable news source. <laughs> this city's self... It comes from the New York Post, but the sources are uh, Pornhub. This city's self-loving citizens are sure to put the touch <laughs> in touchdown. Travis Kelsey may have hit the dance floor with Taylor Swift following the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win on Sunday night, but the team's hometown fans found a far freakier way to celebrate. According to Pornhub, activity on the X-rated website surged in the city after the nail-biting victory over the San Francisco 49ers. Salacious? Salacious? Salacious data. Shared with the Post shows Kansas City residents began Sunday evening by swapping frisky for football with traffic down 30% around the time of the game's kickoff. As the Super Bowl stretched into the extra time, traffic plunged even further, dropping uh, 47%. 10 p.m., but after the city's team stopped playing, the city residents started playing <laughs> with themselves. Oh! <laughs> Sites used in Kansas City skyrocketed after the Super Bowl win as elated fans <laughs> blew off steam online. Oh, At 2 a.m. On. Monday, Pornhub was seeing site use in the city 17% higher than average, making it the horniest place in America. Oh, Kansas with, City was? With Denzians? What the that word? Denzians enjoying adult entertainment well into the Wii hours. And I like the stock image they use here. Oh! <laughs> I like the stock image that they use. Oh. <laughs> that poor, what poor stock image model got paid $85 that day to do oh. that one? I like the one where they, I think it's a, um, God, I don't know what cartoon it's from. No, what? good story. What's the, now, what's the really popular one with uh, the kids? Big South Mouth? Park? South Park. Is that the one where the kid's in front of the computer and he's just covered? Yes. Yeah. yes. That Park. often gets posted Damn anytime the zoo basketball wins. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't understand it. it. What are funny. you? Woohoo! We won the Super Bowl. Let's jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, across America, Pornhub had a slow Sunday night traffic as citizens spent the evening glued to the game. There's a lot of innuendos here. Viewership was down 21% across the nation, but dropped most substantially in the Midwest. Idaho, Mississippi, Kansas, Missouri, the Dakotas, and Iowa, and Indiana saw traffic drop 30% or higher, but those who did tune in to watch some porn seemingly had a big game on their mind. Pornhub reports that searches for the term Super Bowl increased by 5,595%. Pornhub? That's right. What are you going to find if you type in Super Bowl? Uh, was there an, uh, uh, an alternate cast <laughs> on Pornhub? I'm going to go to Pornhub and type that in and see what oh, comes Oh, good. Do it on the Hubbard Wi-Fi, too. No, I think it's, it's a good it's, idea. It's on my phone. Right, I've never jerked It's going to be on the Hubbard Wi-Fi. Well, then I won't check. <laughs> it's probably I mean, best. we're doing show prep. I don't know what, you, what would come up if you typed Super Bowl into Pornhub. There's probably some sort of themed. I mean, we don't kink shame. Yeah, if you can think it, it's on there somewhere. Yeah, 100%. These days, Bart, in case like Bart think, Star porn or something like that? Or, or like, you Historic know. Historic vintage buff, Super Bowl porn. Yeah, Buffalo Wing themed situation. Mm. We talk about splashing all the time with Biff. No. Sure, that could be a. Mark uh, Bulger. Hey! Mm-hmm. Are they going to find Taylor Swift on there? Uh, no. I don't know. The true story was stolen from Godfather. Perfect. Iggy, never stop, never stop it. That's from Shooter McGavin. Well, I mean, there's there's certain things in there that you can tell they stole from the Godfather. Like, Example. Oh, uh, like her. You never talk about the family stuff. That's between us. Never mention the family. Hey, you're stealing it from the Godfather. 
Maybe even paying homage, though. There's a di- I feel like there's a difference between paying homage and stealing. You know, like Tarantino gets accused of stealing a lot, but he would claim it's paying homage. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff from Escobar in there, too, that kind of stole, and just the music is the same. It's, it's kind of a ripoff of everything except she's the female Escobar. I believe that the creator of the show is was very involved with Narcos, so there is some going to be some similarities there in the I style. Just, I just that. think it was very good, and I just thought it was kind of unbelievable, and she was she's not a very good actor. She was beautiful and, and perfect and funny in Modern Family, trying to do dramatic acting as a crime boss, drug lord. It just didn't work. Seems odd casting. Well, she's... Spanish, so or Latin, so you well, there know. There are other Latin actresses. I know you could have. I, I know watching um, Senor Cielos. Oh, a ton of actresses in there that could have done a better job than her. But, but the show takes place in Colombia. But right? she's a name. Well, she, the show takes place in Colombia. Uh, Parts of. I don't think so. Okay. Parts Miami. of Miami. Got it. Most of yeah. Miami. I think. Well, she is Colombian. So, like, someone like Ana de Armas is outstanding. I believe she's Cuban, though. So, like, if you're trying to get real authentic- authenticity into the role, picking someone who's Colombian. Would be would, be, would behoove you. Thanks, Marsh. She's Colombian. Sofia Vergara. Yeah. Yes, sir. No. Well, there's a lot of Colombian actresses out there that are better than her. Name who? One. Well, a lot of them are in Senor Cielos. Like who? I can't think of their names. Okay. <laughs> but you're right. A name like if you're going to headline a Netflix show, you want it to be yeah. someone who is a staff. Unless the creator of the show is super famous. Like if it was somebody, you know, insert really famous showrunner or director here. Then you can get away with it, but you need a star to headline it. That's yeah, been gonna, the nature of Hollywood, Doug, since the 1930s. Yeah, I'm going to look up her name because uh, then you can go, listeners can go look her up because she's very attractive. She was in Senior Cialis and she's a hell of an actress. I got to find her name. If Ken doesn't like the use of word family as a plot device, make him sit through at least uh, any of the last five Fast and the Furious movies. That's from Carlos Spicy Wiener. Doug, did you miss the Fast and Furious 10 I did. I missed <laughs> this it. summer? Missed it, missed it completely. Missed the first nine also. Fast Five rocks. The rest of them, in the original, I guess, is okay. I've never seen any of them. Yeah, their Tokyo Drift's pretty good. But the the whole, I just can't take The Rock as seriously as others. I can't take The Rock very seriously, and I struggle taking Tom Cruise seriously. Why? I like like, like Top Gun a lot. Like, Top Gun Maverick was really fun and good, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know. Just some, he's like in his, like, 60s, and he's always sprinting and doing, I mean, it's incredible. Oh, I know. It's incredible. It's incredible how he looks the way he still does, but... Both their names are Castillo, but there's two in the show that would be perfect for that role. Uh, the one I'm thinking of, though, is Fernanda. Fernanda Castillo. She played Monica Robles. She's Mexican. No, I don't care. <laughs> Mexican, Colombian, you can still have the same accent. And Isabella Castillo. She was another one who would be perfect in those roles. There you go, Doug. Griselda. If in case you plan on watching it anytime soon. This couldn't be a work, worse take. And believe me, Prune, that says a lot, considering you're full of awful take. Cut his mic! That's from 3 and 4. What take? What take? You thought I didn't like the movie. Is it a bad take? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I really dislike when people are when like, oh, I didn't like this, or oh, I like this. No, it was terrible. You're an idiot. It's like, well, it's my opinion. How can you yeah, say I'm an idiot based on Somebody says, my uh, greatest album of all time. God, you idiot. Oh. Well, I think that now I would say... Dark on, Side of the Moon, you idiot. On that, hey, well, I would change like your nomenclature on that from like greatest album of all time to my favorite album of all time because then no one can argue that your favorite album but when yeah. you say greatest you're being very definitive you're speaking in absolutes well yeah but then again you can't be called an idiot because you think it's the greatest album sure. of all time sure but you, would, you wouldn't even open yourself up to the scrutiny if you just go with favorite or one of the that's something I learned like I, I would always talk in absolutes and that's a bad way of well, going if, about it well if the question is somebody says what is the greatest album of all time and you answer it and they say you're an idiot 
It's, it's why? It's because I don't agree with you. Well, if they say Yoko Ono's. So well, then you're titled. an idiot. You are an okay, idiot. Okay, so it seems yes, like you are an idiot. so it seems like some nobody can like takes. that. Nobody can like anything she does. <laughs> that seems like it might be hypocritical. I would, I would say Dark Side of the Moon would be the greatest album of all time, but I, I'm not an idiot. If That's you what you would say. If you don't agree with me, that would be my favorite or my greatest of all time. What about Led Zeppelin's Four? Uh, yeah, I like Three better myself, but. <clears throat> and Doug, you're a Mills Brothers guy through and through. Well. I like the Mills Brothers. I don't know that would be my favorite album. I'm a one-song-at-a-time guy. Right. I'm an a la carte shopper. <laughs> I, can't, I, I don't buy one album because I like all 20 songs that are on that album. I'm kind of a one-hit wonder type of I guy. I mean, I like No Quarter, too, and people think that's just the boring, most boring song ever. But I don't, think, I don't think Led Zeppelin ever made a bad song. Oh, wow. I really don't. Every album, if you listen to every song, you say that, there's not one I would say that sucks. Going to California is one of my favorite songs of all time. And you can't say that about a lot of groups, if sure. any. KG, you were at the Drake show last night. I was. How did you enjoy it? I loved it. Really? I had a blast. Yeah. yeah. He puts, from what I hear, he puts on, I was supposed to go Monday, I couldn't end up going, but uh, it sounded like it's, uh, from the set list I saw, it looked like it was going to be an outstanding show. Yeah, I didn't get to stay for the whole thing. The night went a little long. You told me ahead of time. He doesn't go on until late. Yeah. And I heard there was a big lull between the opening act and him. Did Lil right. Dirk open? Lil Dirk opened, I would say, 20 minutes from oh, the time Lil Dirk finished until Drake started. Did he do All My Life with J. Cole? Uh, no. When Lil Dirk did All My Life, he did it by himself. That's crazy. He's in know. the building. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't get to see any of J. Cole. I knew I was going to be getting up early to come in here today, so... Beat the I parked at the top of a parking garage, and I just envisioned myself leaving after the show and oh, being in that garage until brutal. Leaving the Enterprise morning. Center is truly one of the most pain in the ass things in town. Whether you're Ubering or driving, it's never easy. Whereas I feel like Bush Stadium and Doug. I mean, you worked in television for so long; you were just walking back to Camo V, but you've obviously been there many times. Yeah. I feel like leaving Bush Stadium is is a lot easier than leaving really? the Enterprise Center. I guess it depends on where you park. I've never had a whole lot of problems at the Enterprise Center. Really? When I park in that garage that's two or three blocks east of it, uh -huh. it's, you know, you got a 10 or 15 minute wait, but sure. a lot of places at Bush Stadium, you got a 10 or 15 minute wait. There's a lot of gridlock to get back on the highway sometimes at Bush. Yeah, I just feel like the parking's more spread out around Bush. Like you yeah. can park yeah, in is. so many different places. And I like to park far enough away where by the time I walk to my car, I'm kind of outside of the the heavy traffic area, yeah, but yeah. we kind of cut it close last night, so I grabbed that garage and we were at the the very top of it. They got was, out? Yeah. Oh, Free tickets? Uh, no, I wish. They were... Pretty penny, I bet. Were, they yeah, were, I was going to say, because they weren't cheap. No, they were not cheap at all. But he does the thing where he performs like a basketball court, right? Like the middle of the the arena, so like it's not the stage on one end and you're way in the back. Correct. And so, he had, he kind of had bookend little mini stages at each end. Yeah. So he started kind of right where I was sitting, and then the main stage in the center is where he spent a lot of the time, and then around the time I was leaving, he was over at the other end. But high energy, a lot of hits. Any cheap pops for St. Louis? Yeah, in fact... Um, St. Louis, we love you! I don't know if any of you guys heard, but he said that last night was the best stop on the tour so far. Oh, I'm oh, sure he's never sure. said that before. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed genuine. Yeah. That's coming off the heels of him winning like $2 million betting on the Chiefs. So and he, he, I, he gave away money. Dude. He picked out a, a couple in the, in the first row down on the floor, and he, he said he was going to send them to his favorite St. Louis restaurant, obviously Louis, Louis and Damon. Yeah. And then he's sending them also on a trip to Turks and Caicos. Oh, is he really? Oh, I like that. He loves Turks and Caicos. His whole Nocta brand is based around that. I've been listening to a lot of that Views from the Six lately. <sighs> Great. 
Yeah. Gaga did that too in her show where she had uh, the stage up front, but then she had four other stages that were in the rafters. Then she would bring them down. Ra- oh, okay. She'd bring them down. So she would go from, so every, no matter where you were on the floor, you could be five feet from Gaga. You know, the people in front got to see her. And then a friend of mine who was at the show the night before, Nova Chicago, where it was, said, just look up. You're going to see four floating stages up there. And if you don't know about it, when you see it start to move, mm-hmm. go over there because her next song is going to be on that stage. And Very we cool. did that, and we were, like, right in front of the stage for three of the things. That's awesome. That is a, there is something that uh, we talked about, that parasocial relationship, of, like seeing this person you've been listening to for 15 years up close, and it's yeah, it's pretty... Parasocial? Is that what you just said? Yeah, where, like, you know so much about this person, they have no idea who you are. Like, I'm sure uh, to our slightest of slight extents with what we do here, there's plenty of times where you meet people who have been listening to you or watching on TV for 30 years, and you have you don't know even a thing about them. So it's that like That's weird... called parasocial? That's a parasocial relationship. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's kind of interesting. It, and it can go terribly wrong in many situations, but it can also be, uh, you know, some, it's, it's kind of fascinating. I don't know. Uh, we're going to get to email the day here in just a moment as it's right. 9.51. But before that, Doug, your hot take mittens are presented by the EDF group. And I want to hear yeah. a little bit about, yeah, put them on. I want to hear a little about the EDF group. EDF, the sponsor of Doug's Hot Take Gloves. Do you want to support the EDF group as a sponsor of TMA? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at theedfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at theedfgroup.com. Dot com. The EDF group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at theedfgroup.com. It's EDF, the EDF group, sponsor of Doug's Hot Take Gloves on TMA. Look at Doug. He's got... Here are the gloves right here. Look at if this. If you're looking on YouTube, I, these I, are the gloves. I'm a, I'm a roving host. I'm over yeah, here. You're over there Producing, now. producing and uh, okay. doing this. Not for anything KG did, but I'm just trying to get the email. You're in day. motion. Yeah. Email the day bed, correct. Uh, Iggy, can you tell us about that Stevie Nicks uh, app contest we got going on, the <clears> TMA app? Yeah, I talked to Jesse yesterday, and there are quite a few people that have signed up. I'm not going to say how many, but... Really? Quite. How many? Almost a thousand. Really? Hell yeah, brother. Um, yeah, probably a lot of doubles in there. But anyway, uh, if you want to sign up and uh, a chance to go see Stevie Nicks with myself, uh, just go to our TMA app on our contest. Look for Stevie Nicks, type in Iggy, and uh, you're done. That's all you got to do. And uh, Jesse is going to pick a lucky winner. I don't know when. I think the concert's May 7th at the Enterprise Center. So you got time, but I don't know when the contest is going to end. We can't do it forever. Um, but uh, she's in town May 7th, Enterprise Center. Go to uh, TMA app. Type in Iggy, and uh, you could be going to uh, Stevie Nicks with me. Not just me and you. You get to bring somebody, and I'll sure. bring somebody. Oh, yeah. Uh, so have a nice little foursome. All right. It is time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Now you're, he's in motion again. Be sure you're not going forward when the ball snaps. He had a quote in Vegas that was something along the lines of, I'm here. Here, I'll take if care of it. you want me, I can be over there. Oh, that's right. That's and right. Young. Iggy sucks. Ting ting. There you go. Next. You're my Valentine. Your khakis bring me pleasure. With just one tape measure, my love you could not measure. So on this day, I shall always treasure 
Happy Valentine's Day. Tonsil tickling forever. That's from Golden Griffin Girthy Gus. Hey, G, if you could just turn the music just to... Yeah, Golden perfect. Griffin Girthy Gus. And I'm going to talk to KG I, about... I did not like the fact that he rhymed measure with measure. <laughs> Biff used to do that, and that would yeah. bother you. You don't have to do anything. Once it hits zero, you're fine. Just talking KG through the situation. Most romantic Valentine's Day? That's an easy one. 2023. I remember what Uncle Skip's drinking buddy Tony always said. Never make eye contact whilst in jail. But of course, my cellmate started up a conversation. What you in for? I sheepishly replied, masturbating in public. Mm. He was like, that's so funny. Me too. I was at the gas station watching TMA on my phone, and that khaki guy just got to me. And here's where it got crazy. Officer Mikey said, hold it down in there. We could see both. We could both see he his, his, the word was his, I read verbatim. Okay. His was erect and started to giggle. He got mad and called for the judge. I was like, your honor, I beg of you, watch the show for five minutes and tell me I'm guilty. All of a sudden, me, my cellmate, Officer Mikey and the judge are pulling a train going colon bowling. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> first name Justin, last name seems like his as. Justin, he says. Colin Bolin might have got the win there. Colin Bolin, Doug. I don't care for it much. Last night while leaving Joey B's Concord, I noticed a white LeBaron convertible pulling out of the parking lot across the street. The stud driving had a Channel 4 hoodie on with the sleeves cut off. Luckily, I purchased a few of those roses from the gas station that are actually panties. So I grabbed one out of my car and tried to chase down the LeBaron, but unfortunately, he had a lead foot and I couldn't catch up. Doug, can we meet up after the show so I can give you a rose? Thanks, grimy South County. No. Grimy from South County. Cupid Mamas, happy Valentine's Day to you kinky little cucks. Parade day? Tay-Tay time? Chocolate candy? I'll be sucking. Love? It's in the air. Positivity? It's in the loins. Tie for the email of the day lead? No nerves. Just staying within myself. Stay hot and might just win this thing. Plowsy, get well. Iggy, my beautiful friend, you the man. I mean it. A beaut of a man. The best. KG, cooking up love meals. Jackson, another great point job. Doug, my one... Only true love. Mm. Kissing, touching, and flocking. Love and tugs. Flocky the Smurf. Flocky the Smurf. And he included a picture of Iggy uh, oh, he? holding a fish oh, in God. a Speedo, and there's a heart around the uh, the groin region. Oh, oh That's man. a specimen right there, God, Doug. Look at that body. Yeah. <laughs> look at that body. Beach blonde hair, too. Do you want a sexy Valentine's Day love poem about the Mount Rushmore of Tim's? Okay, here we go. McKernan and Duncan, those are slam dunks, but the last two spots have me stumped. Tebow, McGraw, that's too cliche. Tim Burton and Timbaland, that's what I'll say. McKern's the great, that much is true, but let's not forget, Iggy and Doug are great too. I trace the outline of KG's lips slowly and passionately with my fingertips. Beefy haunches, ham hock thighs, undressing me with his cold gray eyes. Full penetration from Thumbs O-Town. Faster, rougher, harder, don't slow down. Iggy, treat me like a microphone, breathe heavily in my ear. Hurry up, Jackson, stick it in my rear. I need to feel Ken's uncut skin, so I also invite him to stick it in. That's from the JV Golf Coach. P.S. Anyone looking for some tasty meat can join me in the Charcoal House pulpit tonight at 7.30. He's losing it. That's late for the Charcoal House, is it not? JV Golf Coach. 7.30. 7.30. Oh, they're gone by then. (laughs) 
<laughs> clear that out. Sadie Hawkins, Doug, filed last email. Sadie Hawkins, Doug, the Blues lost 4-1 to one to the Maple Leafs. Iggy got a Valentine's Day card from Lauren, her husband. Iggy was the only one who gave Jimmy Carter a Valentine's Day card. That's Jimmy Carter, the kid from Brentwood who grabbed other boys nuts, not the peanut farmer who was the 39th president of these United States of America. KG and O-Town's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather left England after his wife was killed in a witch trial. But I think the lead is that TWA has ceased operations after being acquired by American Airlines. Is that a new report? Let's say you went to Brown and you were thinking about adopting a cat, but the APA wouldn't let you because last cat you tried to care for got run over by a car. And you're a known accomplice of John Ellis, who's notorious for his acts of animal cruelty, such as killing turtles at Fort Melvin and shooting pet rabbits with a bow and arrow. That comes from Buck Swope. Nice little email, Buck. That's what we got Buck today. The rabbit Swope. was an accident. He didn't mean to shoot. But he did. Uh, uh, Doug, you got to vote. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with... Uh... Uh, the Colin Bolin. <laughs> Justin Hizaz. Yeah, there's no other choice. Colin Bolin wins. Yeah, I mean, when you put together, you know, sometimes, KG, if you remember when we were out at uh, Normandy for the Dotham, uh, someone said to Doug, uh, or, or about Doug, you're in his DMs, I'm in his BMs, yeah. we are not the same. <laughs> Great oh. moment. There are moments, there are little, little quotes like that that can put you over the top, and something like Colin Bolin is absolutely one of those. Kevin Miller gets his third win of the month, putting him in the lead for our February Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the month. How do you like them apples? Well, it's surprising. I don't think he's won in a while, has he? I mean, won a month? He he's won a month before. Sure. No, he's yeah, won last, a month before. Last year, he won like four in a row. He was on fire. Four, he came out of nowhere, months? Kevin I'm Miller. I'm talking about a whole month. He's won a month before. Yeah. He's won a month. I don't know if he's won four months in a row, but he's definitely oh, won a I month. Got to be close. There was a time I said, does anybody else email in? How is Kevin Miller winning? He never, barely even got one red. Now he's winning. He's prolific. Consistency is key. Uh, KG knows that. Look at those Look at those forearms, Doug. Holy hell. No, squash you like a bug. He's like a blacksmith. Yeah. God, you are. Look at you. You're a beautiful man. Somebody texted in last week and wanted me to, to challenge me to squeeze a watermelon with my thigh. <laughs> oh. Could you do that? I think I might. Be oh, Doug, look at those things. Look at them. Put your leg down. We're a quarter inch away from seeing ball. Oh. oh. Well, that's a nice Valentine's hey, Day treat. If they Venmo me $1,000, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> you would show your ball for $1,000? Oh, yeah, but the watermelon thing I would try. Sure. You couldn't. There's no way you could squish a watermelon. Doug. No way in the world. So we got Plowsy around the no 40 the and KG trying to squish yeah. a watermelon with his thighs. Yeah. Okay. You really think you could squish a watermelon with your thighs? I think it's possible. I'd want to see it. Well, yeah, we got some I don't think content is all this is. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to all the listeners out there. Yeah, you two lovers. Yeah, all the lovers out there. We hope you we'll and your significant it. other, or if you're just hanging out, hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, positivity and love. That's what this show is all about. For Douglas Elvin Vaughn, for KG and O-Town, who's in for the ill, Darren the Plowhawk Atkins, for Ken Iggy Strode, I'm Action Jackson filling in for the vacationing Tim McKernan. This has been The Morning After, and that's presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.